Welcome back to our class in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11. We're up to, we're in just beginning text 28. We went over the first mantra. This chapter is called Jnana Yoga. Uh, and um, it's a little complicated, and, and so we're going to take our time with it a little bit. We just went through the first, uh, the first text uh, 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 last time. Uh, the, the, the first nine verses, Krishna is speaking uh, to Uddhava, uh, and uh, so, and then Uddhava asks questions. So I think what I'll do uh, when we begin here is just read you the translation for the, the first, the first uh, statements of, of Krishna and then before we get to Uddhava's response and then Krishna's response. So let me just read uh, the, the, the translation of text 1 through, uh, through 9 and then Uddhava asks uh, his question. Uh, and also because uh, I think uh, there's a comment on this uh, by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, he says the uh, uh, Lord speaks this philosophy to Uddhava the Gattis Gyani uh, uh, you, you may remember uh, if you the last class that uh, that there's the devotees and there's the impersonalists. And both groups are jnanis. Uh, uh, he says the latter group, that is the devotees, uh, uh, who believe that the Lord has shaktis or energies. Uh, uh, the latter group is approved by the Lord. Uh, so, the Lord speaks this philosophy to Uddhava, who's curious about all philosophies, in five verses. So this first five verses is this kind of jnana. After that, until the end of the chapter, the Lord's statements can be taken either as Vivartavada, which is the Jnana philosophy, or Parinamavada, which is the Vaishnava philosophy. Vivartavada, Vada, the word Vada with a long, first long A, means teaching. So the teaching of illusion, or illusory superimposition. And Parinamavada, or more precisely Shakti Parinamavada, that the world is a transformation of the energies of Brahman. Um, so, anyway, so here, here, let me just read, uh, 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 just for orientation purposes, <laughs> the, the first nine verses. Uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, One should neither praise nor criticize the conditioned nature and activities of other persons, 
Rather, one should see this world as simply the combination of material nature and the enjoying souls, all based on the one absolute truth. Whoever indulges in praising or criticizing the qualities and behavior of others will quickly become deviated from his own best interest by his entanglement in illusory dualities. That's text 2, text 3. Just as the embodied spirit soul loses external consciousness when his senses are overcome by the illusion of dreaming or the death-like state of deep sleep, so a person experiencing material duality must encounter illusion and death. Text 4. That which is expressed by material worlds, excuse me, that which is expressed by material words or meditated upon by the material mind is not ultimate truth. What, therefore, is actually good or bad within this insubstantial world of duality, and how can the extent of such good and bad be measured? Although shadows, echoes, and mirages, this is text 5, although shadows, echoes, and mirages are only illusory reflections of real things, such reflections do cause a semblance of meaningful or comprehensible perception. In the same way, although the identification of the conditioned soul with the material body, mind, and ego is illusory, this identification generates fear within him, even up to the moment of death. Then 6 and 7 are translated together. The super-soul alone is the ultimate controller and creator of this world, and thus he alone is also the created Similarly, the soul of all existence himself is both, ma- both maintains and is maintained, withdraws and is withdrawn. No other entity can, properly, prop- can be properly ascertained as separate from him, the supreme soul, who nonetheless is distinct from everything and everyone else. The appearance of the threefold material nature, which is perceived within him, has no actual basis. Rather, you should understand that this material nature, composed of the three modes, is simply the product of his illusory potency. Text 8. One who has properly understood the process of becoming firmly fixed in theoretical and realized knowledge, as described herein by me, does not indulge in material criticism or praise. Like the sun, he wanders freely throughout this world. Then finally, text 9, by direct perception, 
logical deduction, scriptural testimony, and personal realization, one should know that this world has a beginning and an end, and so is not the ultimate reality. Thus one should live in this world without attachment. So that's the way these verses read, at least in translation. Now when we start to get into it, we'll see it's a little more complicated than it might appear at first. So we already went through the first text uh, last time. Uh, I think I'll read that text again, just uh, 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 this opening statement. Uh, let me just say, uh, before I read it, I'll go, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. It goes like this, Sri Bhagavad Vacha Paraswabhava Karmani Na Prashamsena uh, Na Prashamsena Garhayet the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, One should neither praise nor criticize the conditioned nature and activities of other persons. Rather, one should see this world as simply a combination of material nature and the enjoying souls, all based on the one absolute truth. Uh, as I pointed out, there's another translation for this verse by Srila Prabhupada and the people, uh, Ridai Nanda Maharaj and Gopi, who were the team that was working on this translation, didn't use Prabhupada's translation. Uh, I think maybe they may not have realized, anyway, somehow or other. They... So the other translation, this one by Prabhupada, it, because this verse is quoted, uh, we went over this, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where it's uh, spoken to Lord Chaitanya uh, by by uh, uh, Parmananda Puri. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, that translation, one should see that because of the meeting of material nature and the living entity, the universe is acting uniformly. Thus one should neither praise nor criticize the characteristics or activities of others. So here you have a word, ekatmaka, which is uh, uh, translated here uh, as based on the one absolute truth, or uh, uh, or in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, just simply as as one, the or as in the running translation, acting uniformly. Uh, uh, but but the, the 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 oneness is pretty strong here. Ekatmaka, it has the nature of oneness because. The, the, there's praise and blame is in the world of duality and ekatmakan if there's oneness one should see everything as you know 
as one and therefore shouldn't get absorbed in the this is good and this is bad. because we're ta- what, what we're talking about in the Chaitanya Charitamrita is the fact of Ramachandra Puri going around criticizing, especially Lord Chaitanya, he's eating sweets uh, and uh, finding fault. Uh, and so uh, this verse is quoted by Parvananda Puri, who says, you know, what is not supposed to do this? You're not supposed to like praise and blame others. You should try to try to be equipoise or equanimity, be an equanimity, uh, and so this is his uh, mistake. And then he says, if you're going to violate this injunction, you should always do it in terms of you should rather praise people rather than condemn it. So it's kind of doubly bad <laughs> to condemn other people. In other words, to be a fault finding. Uh, of course, then, then when we when we go to the purport, uh, okay. So then, okay. So that that that's that's this uh, first verse, this ekatmaka, this uh, uh, and and as you see when we read through these translations uh, in Krishna's. Uh, uh, you know, the larger uh, discourse, he returns to this uh, idea of not indulging in uh, blame or praise back in text 8. So th- this keep this in mind <laughs> because that's the point that, 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 that Krishna is making, how to become free from dualities. Now, uh, uh, at the same time, uh, uh, as Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur mentions this Parinamavada and Vivartavada, the, 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 the different way of understanding the variety in this world or even the variety of the individual jiva and the supreme soul these are all denied by Shankaracharya uh, and what Mayavad philosophy actually teaches is that the absolute truth has no energies uh, I, I was once with a whole bunch of scholars uh, and I presented this paper at a, at a scholarly conference uh, on this topic uh, and they were surprised when I said that because although they had all read Shankaracharya it wasn't really clear to them that this is what he was saying uh, because it's been kind of soft-pedaled. Because it's startling what Shankaracharya really does. And by the way, I then when I went back and took the paper I gave and it was published in a scholarly in a scholarly book. Uh, um, uh, I, I 
pulled out a few more statements from Shankaracharya to show that this is what he was actually saying, because they had mostly been, at least at that time, exposed to the kind of Ram Krishna mission version of, of Mayavad philosophy, where they, they cover the covering, so to speak. <laughs> they don't really say exactly what Shankara is saying. But this is what he's saying, that the absolute truth has no energies. The reason why it's shocking is because the very first aphorism of the Vedanta Sutra, and Shankaracharya, of course, his Mayavada philosophy is presented foremost in his commentary on the Vedanta Sutra, Janmadasa Yataha, it begins, Brahman is that from which everything comes. And if the absolute truth has no energies, there is nothing that comes from the absolute truth. So it makes it a little, like, shocking. Uh, and Shankaracharya is extremely skillful in actually presenting something that shows, that is saying that Vyasadeva is wrong, in effect. And this is what Lord Chaitanya points out to the uh, Prakasananda Saraswati and the other Mayavad sannyasis gathered at Banaras uh, Varanarsi, which you will find in, in uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, chapter 7. It's very interesting. That chapter is called Lord Chaitanya in Five Features, and it's Adi Lila, but uh, Krishna's Kaviraj uh, really takes this out of chronological order and gives it very early uh, in the in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, 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 sort of jumps ahead of any kind of chronology to the uh, call it's called Adi Lila, but this happens a little late <laughs> actually in in. Uh, where, where the, this encounter with Prakasananda Saraswati, uh, who said, you know, they called him, they've been calling him a fool. Murka, they use the word murka, which Prabhupada at one point translates that is illiterate, although actually he had studied grammar. Uh, and then, of course, Shankaracharya, I mean, Lord Chaitanya says, I'm a fool. My spiritual master called me a fool. He was very. There's a lot of humor in there that uh, that you have to be alert to. Uh, in, anyway, so so uh, this is very important. So it, 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 there, uh, he says that, that Shankaracharya has, in a way, indirectly criticized uh, Vyasadeva. Uh, uh, that this uh, who, who's. And Shankaracharya's doctrine is this vivarta vada, the teaching the vada, the teaching that the, the material world is illusory. It's an illusory superimposition upon Brahman. And that means the world does not come from Brahman. And he says the actual teaching is parinama vada, the world is a transformation not of Brahman itself, but of the energies of Brahman. So this idea is that Brahman has energies. And 
This leads to the idea that uh, as the Upanishad says, everything is Brahman, Sarvak Klavidam Brahman. That, that this is a statement that everything that you see is Brahman. So there's different, as Prabhupada said to me, <laughs> uh, there are different kinds of spirit. <laughs> there's variety. He said, we are not Maya bodies. There, therefore, everything is Brahman, which doesn't mean that everything is God. Uh, and so our philosophy is ultimately, because if, if you think that there's two things, that there's uh, God and the world, there's, there's spirit and their matter, and they're two completely different things, then you, then you have uh, a duality. Because ekam eva advitiya Brahman. Brahman is that besides which there is no second thing. So if there's Brahman and there's Maya, there's two things. And therefore the world would be a limitation on Brahman. This is the way the Maya bodies are thinking. Therefore there is no world. Uh, that's their way of dealing with it. But our philosophy is ultimately that, that Krishna includes the world and at the same time transcends it. And this is the actual teaching of, uh, that we are, will be getting in this uh, chapter. And much more, uh, first of all, it really much, makes much more uh, sense of the Vedanta Sutra. There is an interesting thing in Max Muller's uh, uh, ha had published uh, it, uh, translations uh, 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 of, of these commentaries. Uh, and so he, one of the, in his series of, of the commentary uh, of, of, the, uh, on, on, uh, of Ramanuja, the commentary on the Vedanta Sutra, he had published it. And it's available in English. And in his second edition to that, uh, there, there is uh, this, the, uh, the uh, Tybalt is the translator. He responds to some critics of the first edition. Uh, and the criticism was that it was different from Shankaracharya, basically. Uh, uh, and and uh, because, because he made the case that actually Ramanuja makes better sense in his in his preface to the second edition makes better sense of the of the Vedanta Sutras than 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 uh, Ramanuja than, than Shankaracharya rather they'd already published Shankaracharya than Ramanuja. And he said he actually makes better sense of the Vedanta Sutra as a much more coherent way of dealing with the Vedanta Sutra than Shankaracharya. And he said, this was the point I made, but these people all complained, but their complaints were all based on philosophical issues. And I wasn't talking about philosophical, I'm just talking about textual issues. So none of them really addressed the textual issues of who actually makes the most coherent sense 
out of the Dhamma Sutras. It's very, it's very interesting that 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 the prestige of Shankaracharya, and 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 I, and I guess the 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 uh, way that that this Shankaracharya had been conveyed to the West, first of all by the Ramakrishna Missions version of it, had gotten everybody kind of brainwashed, you might say, into thinking this was the authentic understanding. This Advaita Vedanta was the was the uh, co- most coherent understanding of, of Vedanta. But anyway, there's just an idea of somebody who had no, uh, as you might say, called sectarian affiliations, he hadn't taken initiations from any spiritual masters in any line of the civic succession, but it was just his cl- clear opinion that if you looked at the text and see what they clearly said, that Ramanuja made better sense of the Vedanta Sutras and was a more coherent way of dealing with it than, than, than the, the, the kind of gymnastics that, that Shankaracharya. You know, you can scratch your nose by just taking your hand in front of your face and scratch your nose, or you can go around the back and try to come around the other side and do it. And that's sort of what Shankaracharya does. I just want to get that off my chest. <laughs> so, so this is this doctrine which Mahaprabhu is teaching, which is in line with, with, with the, the Vaishnava understandings of... They all have slightly different ways of dealing with it, uh, uh, that, that the absolute truth there, there, there is uh, vishesha. Vyavad uh, philosophy is called nirvishesha. The word vishesha means a kind of concrete particular. And so no, nirvishesha. Remember Prabhupada says when he comes to the West it's full of nirvishesha and sumyavada. Nirvishesha means the mayavada philosophy and Shunyavada means the Buddhist philosophy. Right? That's Nirvishesha, Shunyavada. Uh, and so that there are Visheshas, there are, are, are something that you can distinguish one thing from the other. There's, and Prabhupada just used the word variety. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, but that variety means there's also uh, included within an overarching oneness. And so that point is being made here uh, already uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, we don't simply see the varieties because a materialist will see the varieties and then on the basis of material distinctions praise or blame. And uh, uh, so this is uh, 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 one should see uh, the world as a combination of material nature and enjoying souls, but yet underlying there is this uh, 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 oneness. Uh, so now we'll go on to the second verse. Uh, the Lord continues by saying in, in, in the uh, second text here, he says, 
Parasvabhava karmani ya prasham sati nindati na asashu brasyate swaratat asatya vinniveshataha Whoever indulges in praising or criticizing the qualities and behavior of others will quickly become deviated from his own best interest by his entanglement in illusory dualities. Hmm? Uh, so, uh, para, para here means another. Swabhava, karm, uh, swabhava karmani. This is uh, uh, this compound is the the activities. Like you see a, a Sanskrit compound, para swabhava karmani. You read it backwards. The activities. It's in the plural, karmani. The activities, swabhava, person, own nature. Hmm? You're translated as personalities or qualities. Para uh, of others. Ya, one who hears the subject, one who prasham sati nindati praises or criticizes. Satam ninda, finding fault with devotees, right? Ninda. Sa, he, that person, ashu quickly brashate falls down or here becomes deviated uh, from what he falls down from or deviates from swarta his own best interest uh, or his own purposes or his own aims uh, and why does he do this Asati abhiveshataha, because of becoming engaged in or entangled with or absorbed in asati, unreality. The asat, there's sat in asat, the unreal. Banuswami translates this based on the commentary of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, the Gyani, uh, because this is about Gyanis, Gyani Yoga, the Gyani who indulges in praising or criticizing the qualities and behaviors of others will quickly fall from his position of Gyana by his entanglement in illusory dualities. So what is fall down here? Here it's a little more abstract, it's his own interest. But again, again, remember this is jnana, can be, you know, either your interest uh, in liberation or your interest in, in coming to the platform and you can actually understand Krishna. Uh, either way. Uh, 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 this this word uh, well let me let me just go through it I I will read the purport there's a long purport here in the, uh, uh, BBT and then then also Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has a purport uh, and, and here 
correctly actually talking about, uh, well, they'll see what they do. A conditioned soul desires to lord it over material nature and thus criticizes another conditioned soul whom he considers inferior. Similarly, one praises a superior materialist because one aspires to that superior position in which one may dominate others. Praising and criticizing other materialistic people are thus directly or indirectly based on envy of other living entities and causes one to fall down from Swartha, one's real self-interest, Krishna consciousness. The word asatyanibeshataha, by absorption in this temporary or unreality, indicates that one should not adopt a concept of material duality and praise or criticize other materialistic people. Rather, one should praise the pure devotees of the Supreme Lord and criticize the mentality of rebellion against the personality of Godhead by which one becomes a non-devotee. One should not criticize a low-class materialist thinking that a high-class materialist is not nice, is nice. Uh, so that way, when you're looking out at the world, uh, you, you, know, you don't say, uh, the guy who has a really nice house and a really great car and a really this is much better than a guy who, you know, those things. On the other hand, we might mention that one may be a devotee and become envious of a more advanced devotee and criticize that person, which is actually what's happening uh, in, in the, the case of the Bhagavatam uh, uh, with Ramachandra Puri. Not the Bhagavatam, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, with, with, with Ramachandra Puri. Uh, so one shouldn't also criticize devotees either. <laughs> and actually, if a devotee is not advanced, uh, one shouldn't uh, look for their faults on the basis of trying to think I'm more advanced than he is. So I, I, I think it, one, sh one should not also think that only this goes on in the material world, it also goes on in spiritual circles, that a false ego may be there. Uh, uh, and 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 because because one finds out that it's a kind of a a, a, a plague. Uh, I say that you will find in all high demand religions that fault finding can be there, and it happens among devotees. But if you get a bunch of monks or nuns together you find out that this backbiting and fault-finding is often there. And that if someone appears more advanced, some people will find fault with them and look for something wrong. And this is exactly the, the thing here that, that we're seeing in the case of Lord Titania. Uh, be, because, because we find out that, 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 that uh, uh, Ramachandra Puri 
had actually had a big fault that he wasn't dealing with and that he had offended his own spiritual master been rejected by him when he because he had become influenced by Mayavad philosophy uh, and, and when he went uh, went to see Ishwara Puri in his last days uh, Ishwara Puri was in the ecstasy of feeling of separation from Krishna in the mood of Radharani and was lamenting, I cannot see Krishna. And there was ecstasy in the feeling of separation. He couldn't tell, tell that. And he said, why are you lamenting? Nasochati, nakanchati. One who has realized Brahman doesn't hanker lament. And he criticized him. And so Ishwapur said, here I can't see Krishna and this fool is coming to tell me about it, you know, I should be situated in Brahman. And that way he rejected him. So because of that, that, that offense, Ramachandrapuri actually could not make advancement. And this, told, and this chapter in the, the Chaitanya Charitamrita about him, you know, this is told, told about him, that this was his real problem. And since since he was not making advancement, then he made, then what ha- happens when there's something like that? Uh, you may on a certain level not let yourself be conscious of your own, you don't want to be conscious of your own own thing, faults. And when you see somebody like Lord Chaitanya, when you see somebody like Lord Chaitanya, he wants to find what's wrong with him. That way he can feel a little better. Oh, there, there. And he becomes a fault finder of devotees. So it is actually a kind of realism that this is put in the Chaitanya Charitamrita because this is uh, uh, not just a plague among materialists, but sometimes in spiritual circles, this fault finding tendency. And whenever, as a devotee, you're starting to look at devotees and always noticing what's wrong with them, you might look and see when Prabhupada said when you're pointing your finger at somebody else, there's three fingers pointing back at you. That may be, you know, you should look to see your own faults. So uh, the fault-finding tendency should actually be exercised on oneself. Srinada Pichuniche, no, you're supposed to become humble in the blade of grass. You know, this is our... Uh, our, our goal is actually the more one advances, the more one sees oneself as not advanced and everybody else is advanced. Uh, no, that's, that's how it should be. So this purport here is, is true enough, but uh, it doesn't happen merely among materialistic people. Unfortunately, it's also among spiritual people as is the very case where this verse is found in the Chaitanya uh, Charitamrita. Anyway, on the other hand, one should also not look at make these material distinctions also, and only looking, uh, if somebody comes to a temple should inquire about Krishna consciousness, the first thing you should not be interested in is how well are they situated economically <laughs> or socially? Uh, is this somebody we can brag about to other people at our congregation or not? 
your material position in society has nothing to do with your qualifications for accepting Krishna consciousness. And actually a rich person is often liable to be very proud and is not very good. But a poor person may be humble. Uh, Anyway... Anyway, so they go on. One should not criticize a low-class materialist thinking that a high-class materialist is nice. In other words, one should distinguish between the material and the spiritual and should not become absorbed in good and bad on the material platform. This is good. It's true. For example, an honest citizen distinguishes between the life of civil freedom and that of imprisonment whereas a foolish prisoner distinguishes between comfortable and uncomfortable prison cells. So if you're in material life, okay, you know, I have a, a, my cell is a rotten cell, and this person has a better cell than I do. But you're all in prison. Uh, Prabhupada's own example is the discrimination between wet stool and dry stool. (laughs) Oh, this dry dung is, is nice <laughs> because it, there's no longer a bad smell or anything. But this is, you know, but the wet stool, oh, ooh, I could step in it and track it in the house and so on. Stool is stool, Prabhupada. Just as for a free citizen, any situation in prison is unacceptable for a liberated Krishna conscious any material position is unappealing. So one should one should say that. And th- those people who are really, they're very unfortunate that, that, that they are proud of their wealth and their position and all these other kind of things because sometimes they're harder. And if they have a, 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 some misfortune happens to them, maybe that's a good chance for them to see that... Uh, that uh, didn't help them. And anyway, all these things that you accumulate in the material world, those people may also become proud and, and associate with when they see devotees. Oh, I have this, and you have so much, uh, so, so little. But, but you know. We have given up everything to surrender to Krishna. They think I have so many things. But at the time of death, they give it up. That's their way of surrender. They have to surrender. The choice to surrender to Krishna, you don't have that choice. Because you, we are our swabhava, our real nature, is we are subordinate to Krishna. Devotees voluntarily surrender to Krishna and give up our false claims over the property of Krishna. The materialists, I've got so much. Right? And I'm and this is what I have. But at the time of death they give it up. But it's very unpleasant for them. But they have to, because because their ownership is illusory. They can't take it with them, as we say. You can't take it with you, right? You have to give it up. You have to surrender to Krishna. So 
There's the nice way to surrender in Krishna consciousness, or the very horrible way, by death. So that's why the materialists meet Krishna in the form of death, and he looks really bad to them. You know, it looks like that's how they experience him. But if we, as devotees, we get our dying over with. <laughs> we, we understand that these things are all temporary. And we, 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 our relationships, on, they're all bodily, that are based on the body, are temporary. Actually, the relationships with, we have with devotees is a little, if it's a spiritual relationship, it's on the basis of we are all servants of Krishna, then we are become eternal associates. So to have a relationship with another person on a spiritual platform as a devotee, those relationships are real. They outlast the material body and mind. And therefore, Prabhupada said, we are eternal associates. Uh, that's, that's a fact. Let me read the last paragraph of this commentary. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur indicates that rather than trying to separate conditioned souls by materialistic distinctions, one should bring them together to chant the holy name of the Lord and propagate the Sankirtan movement of Lord Chaitanya. A non-devotee or even an envious third-class devotee, here they come, <laughs> is not interested in uniting people on the platform of love of God. Instead, he unnecessarily separates them by emphasizing material distinctions like communist, capitalist, black, white, rich, poor, liberal, conservative, and so on. Material life is always imperfect, full of ignorance, and disappointing in the end. Rather than praising and criticizing the high and low features of ignorance, one should be absorbed in Krishna consciousness on the spiritual platform of eternity, bliss, and knowledge. So this is how a devotee uh, should, should do that. So... Um, there is a way we should see that, that when we see everything, we should see it in relationship with Krishna. To, to be a materialist is, is to break that relationship. Uh, that this is mine or belongs to me. So when you see everything in relationship to Krishna, then we know how to deal with whatever it is, other person, other thing. In, in, a, in, a, in a proper manner. Uh, uh, and therefore there's this generosity of spirit that should should be there. And even, even those people who have rejected Krishna, uh, even though they may be, you know, in so many ways uh, distracting, uh, even hostile. Uh, uh, actually, one should feel compassion for them. They're all prisoners. They're in jail. Uh, this uh, this um, word here, Abhinivesha 
occurs in an interesting place in the uh, uh, in the the uh, Bhagavatam. Uh, it's in eleven two thirty seven. Uh, uh, and that verse, the first uh, two lines of the verse, Bayam dvitiya aniveshataha syat ishad apetasya viparyayosmitihi. Fear, Bayam, uh, fear arises. Uh, Uh, fear will arise, Dayam. How? Uh, because of being absorbed. See this Aniveshitaha, because of being absorbed in some second thing. Dvitiya, by seeing something to be other than the Lord. Ishat. Uh, on where does it arise? Uh, because uh, of in one who has turned away from Isha. Isha is the Lord. Isha apetasya. For one who is turned away from the Lord, fear arises because of this seeing something as separate. And there. Uh, from the illusory energy, there is viparyaha, uh, misidentification and asmriti, forgetfulness. Uh, so when we say Krishna consciousness, it means at all times being conscious of Krishna and seeing everything. But as soon as one forgets, then there is fear. Uh, uh, this fear... Uh, 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 appears in that way. Um, so that's uh, 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 an interesting uh, little occurrence of this word, this absorption in the second, some second thing. Something, seeing something not in relationship to Krishna. Uh, uh, and, and remember, the idea of sense gratification that this is here for me to enjoy, is in a sense, at least mentally, alienating the property of Krishna from him. That's why Ravana is the archetype of the materialist. He wants to take Sita and enjoy her herself. If I enjoy Sita, I become God. And so sense gratification is essentially a God project, whether it's carried on in a little way, or a big way, the pauper is proud of his penny, <laughs> and Donald Trump is proud of his millions, billions actually, they have billions nowadays, they keep adding zeros, <laughs> you become bigger the more zeros you add, there's a parable in that, isn't there, <laughs> the more zeros you add, the bigger it becomes. Uh, so this is, this is, this is how, how people are uh, becoming proud. There's a God project. And people have uh, their God projects going on in this world to lord it over, Prabhupada said, uh, material nature. 
Uh, let me go, uh, just before we conclude this little part, I want to read... Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's, uh, there's very little purport. Uh, uh, he just explains a few words, Vishnu Chagavari Thakur. Okay, that's good. Okay, we will then... Uh, we got a little bit further... Uh, but uh, uh, this uh, I uh, yeah so all, all of this even though this is jnana yoga it, it applies both to, uh, the instructions apply to, to both those who are impersonalists and personalists uh, and, and in fact you you you, you know you can there you, you can to the degree you are simply interested in your own salvation, to that extent, you know, there may be some still personal self-interest here. Let, at least let me get out of this hellish place. And you're not so much because you're attracted to Krishna as you just, like, think there's a way out of, out of here. Uh, okay, any questions or comments? Q&A session started. Hey, Q&A session has started, the machine says. <laughs> yeah. speak up a little Sure, yeah. Um, I'm curious about this, uh, when you say relationships amongst devotees or spiritual relationships mm-hmm. persist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is... What constitutes that exactly, right? Is it just that, you know, I was in the ashram and I, I you know, I had a bunkmate with somebody, or is it is it something more meaningful or deeper than that, or you know? Uh, well, it depends upon the person, mm. and, and and it depends upon um, uh, one's advancement in Krishna consciousness. So if it's just that you bunk with somebody. Uh, some benefit is there. Those people who come and just, uh, you know, uh, take prasadam and, uh, but then otherwise alienate themselves from other devotees or become like, like uh, what, what I call the, the uh, Ramachandra Puri Sampradaya, <laughs> follow in his footsteps of becoming a, a fault finder. It will take them a little while to go back to Godhead. But, but there, there was a response that Prabhupada wrote and, and the, where, where a one devotee wrote him a letter, uh, one leader, one of his leaders wrote him a letter, was com- com- complaining about another leader, and that other leader had problems, shall we say. Uh, real ones, uh, and uh, and he, this devotee, was kind of criticizing him to to Srila Prabhupada, and Prabhupada's response w- w- was th- that that ultimately he said that that why are you doing like this? Uh, he he said that this person is going back to Godhead and that is not, and this, but why are you acting like this? 
he, 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 sa- he said, all my disciples are going back to Godhead, are going to the spiritual world. We shall have another ISKCON there. That's what his response was. So on the one hand, it was a good instruction. You should think that way. So, uh, to my mind, what it means is that we are eternal. He said, I think in the letter, he said, we are eternal associates. That's what he said. We are eternal associates. We shall have another ISKCON there. And then he said, but Mr. Nair must stay. Meaning Mr. Nair, the person that, that tried to con Srila Prabhupada, uh, when Prabhupada was purchasing the, the property for the Juhu Temple. Apparently, Mr. Nair had sold it to a number of people, <laughs> Prabhupada among them. Uh, so, he said, Mr. Nair must stay. And Prabhupada was really upset with Mr. Nair. Uh, so, he was making a distinction uh, between the kinds of conflicts so there was a conflict in this con with this leader, and ultimately he made he separated out with his own people. And his, to this day, his followers are going on in a kind of separate thing. Uh, I went to one of their temples in, in California uh, and d- discovered that they had Prabhupada's books, you know, BBT edition of Prabhupada's books there. But that page which had the list in the back of where the front of all the Iskon temples had been razor bladed out of all the So that's going on. But Prabhupada gave them credit. So in my mind, that we will have another Iskon there. Now, where will we have another Iskon? Because Prabhupada also, like in Lord Chaitanya's movement, not, not even everybody w- was a devotee of Radha and Krishna. Murari Gupta was a Ram, Bhak- a Ram Bhakta. He, he, in Lord Chaitanya's Leela, he will not be, in, 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 he, he will be in, uh, somewhere else. He will not be in Vrindavan with Radha and Krishna. But he's part of Chaitanya Lila. So my understanding from what Prabhupada has said is, is, is that, uh, and this, this is from Bhaktivinoda Thakur also, that the, that the Sweta Dweep in the spiritual sky is the place also of Lord Chaitanya's Lila. So in other words, Lord Chaitanya Lila is also eternal. Is an eternal form of, of uh, uh, with Lord Chaitanya Nityananda, and that Leela is going on in the spiritual sky, and that devotees who are in Lord Chaitanya's movement will have locations in more than one place. They'll have a location in uh, uh, Krishna Leela, or Ram Leela, whatever. Maybe there's an Ashringadavati, yeah, I don't know. They're, Whatever, you know, they will have that place and in Chaitanya Leela at the same time. And there in Chaitanya Leela is where we will be eternal associates. In that sense. We can be in more than one place at the same time. 
Uh, and in the Ganga Gora Desha Deepika, uh, followers of Lord Chaitanya are sometimes described as being in more than one place at the same time, in their eternal identities. Now it's a little hard for us to imagine. And if Prabhupada said, all my disciples are going back to Godhead, uh, first of all, it's just a good way to think. But the other thing is, we may not go back at the same time. In other words, uh, if I have may, as Prabhupada has told us, 50% material advancement in ISKCON, my next life I will again take birth and take up where I left off. We don't lose anything. So, ISKCON will continue, or some version. <laughs> I hope ISKCON will. ISKCON will continue uh, for, for those people who are seriously, you know, making a spiritual advancement, did, you know, still had some material attachments or some misgivings or some amount of, well, an arta nivriti is not complete. But they are making a good faith effort to do so. Uh, they'll go, keep going, and there's lots of people like that. And I am sure that many people who became Prabhupada disciples, he told some of us that you were sent there by my spiritual master. Well, uh, it may be that that some of Prabhupada's. Uh, disciples were, were people in, in Bhakti Siddhanta's Gaudiya Math who didn't quite make it back, you know, and coming to, to Iskon. So the, the Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, Bhakti Lord Chaitanya has opened up this pathway back to Godhead, and we are going there. Uh, 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 so that's my that's my understanding. So that whatever you've gained is not lost. You shouldn't waste time. <laughs> Things make it before here. A Lord Chaitanya's movement is going to be a golden age of Krishna consciousness. I have a feeling it will be maybe a, quite a few years before that golden age manifests itself and. Uh, for uh, for in my own mind, uh, that it may take some time, and things in the material world may have to get. And one, uh, this is my own conception here. Uh, this doesn't come down from on tablets of stone from God, but I I I I I, I think there will be a gradual kind of. One hand, things will be getting better in one respect, and another respect, things will be getting worse. There'll be a little bit of a bifurcation. Uh, and that will be, for those who are on the things are getting better side, it will be better, but it will also be kind of not nice because you can see that otherwise things are getting worse too. So it won't be heaven on earth just like that. But gradually, because if things are getting worse, people will also get more discouraged about the prospects of total material existence being great. 
because because the 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 material project is let us make this heaven on earth. There are different versions of heaven on earth around, but they want to do that. Uh, they want to they want to travel in outer space like the like the Davis. So they got their project, you know. Modern science fiction is all these kind of fantasies of what we're going to do and all these other kind of things. And and we go into outer space and there you either meet gods or demons. You know, that, that that's their version, clouded version of the, the old story. But it, 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 anyway, they, they, people, are, people are looking to make this world a utopia. And, and unfortunately... Uh, the, the utopian schemes that have gotten political power so far have made it worse. We can think of the, uh, the workers' utopia of the Soviet Union and those things. and that We've seen several utopian schemes, and they're all a little scary, and I, I'm a little scary about one sometimes put forth by certain devotees that are also a little terrifying, but their version of it anyway. Because you really have to be, you, there's no shortcut. You just have to become Krishna conscious. And to become Krishna consciousness, you have to do, you have to chant, you have to cultivate the holy name while trying to give up offenses. That's really the basis. I mean, you're not in the process of trying to give up offenses. You're going to screw it up. If you're maintaining offenses, hanging on to material desires, you have you want to be a devotee, but you have a few non-negotiable material desires, and you want to you know get some power, you're going to mess things up. That that will happen. So it's as, uh, because some devotees scare scare me more than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, that kind of leads into um, where my question was coming because let's say you have a whole bunch of third class devotees so here I'm a third class devotee and I feel like um, as I make an attempt to work on my sadhana and to make commitment it seems to agitate other third class devotees almost and I'm not worried about them but I'm just worried about what can I do um, to not feed to their agitation, but to stay, you know, moving. Well, uh, yeah, how not to increase. Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know the concrete particular uh, circumstances. And, and the best thing is that that for oneself, uh, you try to treat everybody as much as possible. Uh, just look at their good qualities, don't see their bad qualities, and keep yourself from a safe distance, if necessary. Uh, uh, and, and admire their good qualities from a, a, a safe distance. See what they're trying to do. Uh, and, and, and just uh, go with that 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 way. Um, yeah, uh, for our, ourselves, 
we we simply have to be the the problem isn't so much that we have material attachments and material desires that's just our condition the problem is we have, if we have unacknowledged attachments and material desires uh that becomes uh, uh, the, the 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 problem uh and then because if we have desires we don't recognize and we don't control then we're acting in very weird ways and and, and so uh and so if anybody has material attachments and material desires okay that's not the problem uh that the the other problem is if they're trying to become a de- uh, devotees while keeping these then you'll see some anomalies and sometimes fault finding is one of the first symptoms of of that kind of thing and and, and some people you can't help you know you just better you just have to uh, because if you try to help them they'll get offended or thinking you're finding their fault or uh so for ourselves um we have to be the 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 first um the first um qualification of devotee is simplicity saralata straightforwardness uh and that means willing to yourself look at yourself in an honest way uh and just just to acknowledge what are to ourselves anyway what are our difficulties and attachments uh and not to try to make a bluff and do appear to others more advanced than we are and all of these other kinds of uh, uh other kinds of things uh so the the first qualification of devotee is is this simplicity or absence of duplicity charlatan uh that that we, we should try for that and, and the 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 what we need to do if i look at myself and i see so many faults and so many difficulties and uh, i i i should simply think that let me just take the next step if 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 i'm honest with myself and all i all i have to really know is the next step i need to take to advance in krishna consciousness if i look at the whole thing i may go ah. it's too much and you get discouraged i can't do it but if we just if we just i mean this is the advice from the a alcoholics anonymous <laughs> too but it's good advice you know you take it one step at a time one day at a time you just get through now and see what it is that i have to do and what i have to work on and and to to me uh, at least the 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 center pole of any effort to improve ourselves and advance spiritually lies in our cultivation of the holy name to chant the holy name while trying to give up offenses this is the clearing stage of chanting the pure stage of stage of chanting maybe we can't get to right away but you can immediately get to the clearing stage 
And the clearing state is you chant while trying to give up offenses. This is, you'll find this in the Harinam Chintamani of Bhaktivinoda Chant the holy name while trying to give up offenses. Now you look at the fences, those are a lot. But he tells us that the, the offense upon which all other offenses spring, or the soil in which they grow, is inattentiveness while chanting. So that, so that makes it kind of simple in a way, that, that when you sit down and chant japa, the first thing is to pay attention. And that's a real, that's the simple arena. It's like this, you know, when you're in life, there's so many people on stage and so many things. But when you have japa, there's just three things. There's you, there's the holy name, and there's your mind. (laughs) So it's a real stage with three actors. And so you just have to take your attention, point it at the holy name, and just force it to stay there when it wants to go away. And when you've noticed it, because sometimes that goes away, you don't, you're not paying attention to even pay attention. <laughs> when it goes, bring it back. When it runs away, bring it back. When it runs away, bring it back. Just that effort, even if it's like five rounds and it, you know, your mind wants to run away, bring it back. And just persisting in that, that's the clearing stage. And Haridas Thakur says that just this namabhas, the fruit of that, is mukti. And because the fruit of 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 of, of namabhas chanting is mukti, and then a pure chanting is prema. So mukti is the is is an intermediate stage. <laughs> So that's as we're Gyanis, we're coming into that that stage also. So then what happens when one is now on that pure stage, think the world starts on that on that clearing stage, the world starts to change. Everything looks better. Because you're making advancement. And then there's hope. When you're like when you're like Ramachandrapuri. What there really is is a kind of secret despair going on that you're not even acknowledging that I'm not making any advancement and therefore you're criticizing everybody else because their advancement is a reproach to you. Uh, so, so this, this is, this is, this is to me anyway. This is like the, the, the way we should start when we sit down, we chat. Uh, okay, so maybe I'm negligent. I'm not chanting my 16 rounds a day. Okay, that's the place, because that's also a kind of inattentiveness. We've taken a vow to chant 16 rounds a day. Let me start working toward, inc- not just you know the rounds I do chant, doing those well, but start to add more. And then Krishna will somehow make the time available. We're showing him we're interested in making spiritual advance. We've got to show... Prove to Krishna that we are interested. That anyway, that that to me is what, what we what was in our sovereign power, and nobody can say I'm so fallen, I can't do it. That's like saying, Doctor, I'm too sick to take this medicine. There's some place that you can get on, 
the path of improvement. And then, you know, then you may slide off again. Then when you get back on it again, don't quit. And at least you can, you know, it may be right now, it'll take you where we are now, it'll take us 10 lifetimes before I go back to Godhead. You can cut it down to two or five or whatever, you know. Something will, <laughs> will be there. But these relationships that are described as eternal relationships, they will start to manifest themselves. And, and, and I, I believe we... Uh, some of us are directly initiated by Srila Prabhupada, others by uh, uh, Prabhupada's disciples and so on. But we all have, in, in this con, we, we, are, we are in Prabhupada's camp. He, this is the meaning of this founder, Charya. And, and, and we, are, we are in that group that surrounds Srila Prabhupada. And then Prabhupada is also in the association of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati and Bhakti Thakur and some people you may be surprised that they're there and others you may be surprised that they're not there, but anyway, that's another thing. We shall see. Main thing is to get there ourselves. That's our first patient. Okay, anything um, else? Maharidi has a question on the same lines as Jivan's question. And there's a few questions in the list, I'll just read them. Okay, so, the, <laughs> so um, <laughs> He just says, I have a question about the persistent connection between the devotees. Is friendship among devotees a spiritual relationship? What if that relation what if those relationships are missing? Could you link the that relationship crisis, I mean, no relationship, to the Kanishta stage of devotional service? I, I think it it is the Kanishta stage of devotional service. Um, uh, from from the nectar of instruction, we, we we get the idea of how to make friends and with devotees and to carry on these uh, these relationships. Uh, you can be with a devotee and just do maya. <laughs> and so that's not so much of a help. Uh, the, the relationship should be, should be based on uh, common spiritual aspirations, doing things together in Krishna consciousness, uh, and, and having the sort of the relationship with Krishna as the middle term. There's not just a two. There's three. If you're just talking about yourself and one other person, there's always Krishna has to be at the center of this relationship. Uh, and that's what it means to make friends with the devotees on this basis of Krishna consciousness and helping each other and encouraging other in their spiritual progress and so on. He also has a question regarding when you were speaking about attentiveness while chanting. Um, he just said, is this the right application of the, quote, be here now principle? It is the right application of be here now. So many people who are being here now are not here. 
<laughs> they're not in contact touch with, with their, their reality as a human being and, and so on. I mean, when Be Here Now came to many of us, it was in a cloud of marijuana smoke <laughs> and so on. <laughs> but that's what it really should mean. And Ramananda asks, he says, the Nama in Parinamavada sounds like the word Nama, or name. Can you break down the word Pari plus Nama for us? How, how do these two words come to mean transformation? If you can break it down, it might help me remember the difference between Parinama and Vivartavada. See, it's, 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 it's not, the Nama is not the Nama of Parinama, the Nama is a reflex in a long A, Parinama, Vada. So the word Parinama doesn't have to do with Nama, but with another Sanskrit word. So it's Pari and uh, Nama. A retro, the tongue is in the back here. Nama, it's, the tongue is in one place. Nama, it's in another place. Nama, Nama. I don't know if you can hear the difference, but anyway. And the word uh, Parinama means, and it's Pari plus this uh, Nama. Um, it means change, alteration, transformation, development, evolution. Uh, ripeness, maturity, uh, uh, so on. That's the basic name. So it's not related to the to the nama meaning one's name. Anything else? Okay. Any more questions? Okay. All right. Well, we'll get through this chapter. <laughs> Take the time. But so uh, we we'll start next class with text uh, three. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada ki jai. Shri Mad Bhagavatam ki jai.